I used to think that I looked a lot younger than I actually was because I don't really age. But this this year, I seem to be aging. It's going. You know what? Um, I I I think the same thing about myself, and I think it's 2020, mate. 2020 has been designed to do us all in. Mm. Um, I'm I'm definitely. I had I had a grey eyebrow the other day. I had to pluck it out. My God, plucking your eyebrows hurts. How do women do it? Oh God, uh, it's really not worth the pain. This is Sheer Isolation. It's presented by Kieran Moore in Chippenham and John Ponting in Cricklade. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Hello to the Sheer Isolation podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome. Thank you for joining us once again on what has been a, a, a week of um, not the best news for the music industry, but we will, I'm sure we'll cover that in the next half hour or so. As, yeah. as usual, we'll have a couple of tracks from uh, some local artists. Uh, we'll be talking to a guest later on as well, and just generally doing our best to promote the local music scene. Right, John, this week's guest is Tim Cross. And Tim Cross is? Tim Cross is my friend from, from Trowbridge. He owns and runs a recorded studio called Crest Studios in Trowbridge. He'll tell us more about that in a minute. But he's probably most famous for running and operating a legendary venue called The Psychic Pig. Now, I, will, I won't spoil the, the surprise, but he has some particularly significant claims to fame with regards to the, the psychic pig. He'll tell us in a minute, um, but he's a lovely dude. He currently is like the booking manager at the assembly rooms in Melkham. So he, he's still got his t- toe and hand in, into bookings and, and shows and all the rest of it. So in the last week, we heard some sad news just about one of the pub landlords in Swindon who runs an excellent music venue. So Andy Mercer, who uh, runs the Beehive, that uh, was taken ill this week. He is on the mend, we believe. He is on the way for a recovery. Uh, so we just wanted to uh, send our best vibes, best wishes out to Andy. Andy. Uh, for people who don't know the Beehive, it is an incredible pub. It's very, very pokey. Very, very small. Narrow. <laughs> very narrow it's so very narrow. narrow christmas they they have the christmas tree horizontally above the <laughs> yes bar. they do yes they, they do it's, true. <laughs> it's they, a really interesting venue actually isn't it because they stick the musicians in the like in front of the door so you've got to walk in in front of the, it's very bizarre but you know what i've been to more gigs at the beehive in the last two years than i have anywhere else in swindon so really good venue it's just the mix of music they have there, isn't there? You can just walk in on a Thursday or Friday night and you haven't got a clue what you're going to be presented with. No, there's a lot of Americana, folky, blues, country, singer-songwriters, uh, all, and, and like all the sort of rocky stuff that goes along with that in between. Yeah, it's really bizarre. Wonderful place. Good, good people. Um, um, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping you've picked a track for us this week because I haven't. You know what? I was sat here a minute ago going, oh, who turn is it to pick a track? <laughs> I've not picked one. Actually, no. Actually, didn't Phil Cooper send us his video? He did, yes. And I promised to Phil that I would play it last week. And then, obviously, we didn't play it last week because you picked one. So this week, we're going to pick Phil Cooper. Real. <laughs> but I have to remind myself everything because I've completely forgotten. <laughs> um, what, I'll forgive what, you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm not sure Phil will when he hears this. He's going to be like, Kieran, that's really disappointing. <laughs> The track is called House of Mirrors. That's it. Yes, I knew I would recognise it. Well, what a, what a uh, swift, put, well put together link this is. Do you want to explain who Phil Cooper is for people who aren't familiar? Yeah, so Phil Cooper is a uh, West Breeze, you know, Southwest based uh, singer songwriter. Um, I've known Phil Cooper a very long time. Um, when the Sheer first started, like in 2004, Phil used to be in a band called The Heiku, um, and he used to run a music website called Music 
dots on music, music and stuff. I used to, I think he called it. It, it was the Trowbridge scene, basically. It was focused around the Trowbridge scene. Um, and I used to talk on the chat forums there. And then obviously I got to know Phil. Heiki played for me a few times. And then Phil went solo. He played for me loads at the Lamb. He did some live recordings. And he's just become a, a real stalwart, real good friend. Um, I've done a lot with him. I've got a lot of respect for him. I genuinely love a lot, most, you know, his music. Um, his new album is a complete, like, uh, tangent to his pre-existing music. So he does all this sort of folky singer-songwriter, Radio 2 kind of um, beautiful South style, lush melodies, all that kind of stuff. And this new stuff is like feeder, ash, 90s rock, kind of indie rock stuff. Totally different. But he absolutely speaks and sings to me because we basically had the both same musical upbringing. We love the same music. And he's just written a record that is the sum of all of its parts. I love it. It's interesting because when musicians go through a change of pace, they're, they're normally mellowing as they get older. So Phil's going the other way. Yeah, he's, he is getting old, but he's not mellowing. I wouldn't say he's getting old. He's younger than me. He always will be. Is he? <laughs> but yeah, this is, let's, let's not go there. So this is uh, House of Mirrors uh, by Phil Cooper.
is House of Mirrors, which is the new track by Phil Cooper. And as you said, he's taken a bit more of a heavy twist with this track. I've been listening to it on my headphones, and these headphones are really extra bassy, um, like most headphones tend to be. And that song is so bassy <laughs> in my headphones. I might have to EQ it out, Phil. <laughs> You're such a nerd. <laughs> I know. No, it's great. It's a really, yeah, it's really not, it's not what you expect if you know Phil already. So, yeah, good fun song. Karen, have you got any product placement this week? I do. This is, I mentioned about, I don't know, two months ago. I'd ordered this record from my friends, Dancehall. They're a band uh, from London, just indie rock band. I absolutely love them. And they never sent it to me at all. Just completely forgot I'd even ordered it. But I emailed Craig. I was like, Craig, where's where's my record? And he's like, oh, sorry, man. And then that was it. He never never sent it to me. And then I got home the other day after work, and there's this 12-inch vinyl box. In my, living, in my living room, I was like, oh God, I've been caught out again. I don't remember buying any albums. Um, what the hell is this? And it was not only the single that I bought, but to say sorry for being so long, they sent me their other single. Um, but this vinyl is pink. It's pink. It, yeah, but it's not a garish pink, is it? It's, it's kind of a, well, what Dulux would call a pink white. It's, a... it's like an, it's an ice cream pink. I kind of want to lick it. Yeah. You shouldn't lick your vinyl. It's bad for it. It's bad for it. Right, we will move straight on then to having a chat to our special guest this week, who is a chap called Tim Cross, who is, uh, he's, he's been in the Wiltshire music scene and, and the Bath music scene for, for decades, doing various things, hasn't he? Still doing it Yes, well. Well, well over 20 years. Um, yeah, still doing it now. Uh, absolute legend. Uh, we will find out more about that in a second, uh, but safe to say that he's not going anywhere. He will still be a legend going forwards. There is a great moment in this interview where, where you pull out music history gold, so I won't spoil it for you. We'll just uh, encourage you and entice you to have a listen. It is really, really good, and we are going to do what we said we're going to do. <laughs> Cross Studios has been running since 2007. Opened it up with a partner of mine at the time, and we realised that, that it was currently not being run particularly well. So um, we muscled in, took over, and I, well, 13 years later, I'm still there. My partner has, he went off to university and that was the end of that. I bought him out in 2009. So I've been running it on my own for the last 11 years. Well, I did not know that you muscled someone out. What the hell? Well, it wasn't really it was like muscled mafia. out. It's like the mafia. Basically, basically, <laughs> basically what he did was uh, he asked if I wanted to buy into running it with him and there was no way I was I felt comfortable running it with him so I said look you know I'd rather buy you out and that's what um, happened so I didn't muscle him out no <laughs> I gently persuaded him with money <laughs> oh, okay. usually a very good incentive um, yeah. <laughs> um, any particular successes with Crest over the last 11 uh, the 11 years since you've been in charge anything um, you would say that you can say standout moment I think there's there's lots. You know, I've I've had a fair few bands that have come through that are not necessarily household names, but they're certainly well-known locally. There's a few that have been national as well. But I I would say that the the biggest success of it is the fact that I've still got customers now that have been with me for 11 years. And if I was doing something wrong, then they wouldn't still be with me. 
So Absolutely not. And you've, you've been able to sort of give um, support and, and birth their visions and their dreams. So it's quite rewarding. It is very reward, rewarding. And when you finally get out and can see some of these bands for yourself, <laughs> it's, it's, great. it's great to see that where they've come from and where they are now, especially with the younger ones. You know, I've, I've had bands, they've turned up as 12-year-olds and very green behind the ears and need a bit of uh, coaching, a bit of direction. Well, a good example, actually, is um, Bad Sounds started out at my place when they were crushing the kooks. Crashing the kooks, there you go. That is a fantastic example because we played them only two weeks ago and they are, they've played for me a number of times. They are a fantastic band and they are a genuine Wiltshire success story, aren't they? Oh, definitely. Yeah, but they do say they're from Bath, which always annoys me. Okay, well, especially when Ewan and his brother come from Chippenham. Yes, I know. They're Chippenham boys, aren't they? And their drummer's yeah. from Froome. Yeah, yeah. Madness. But it's the same with Thought Forms. They know they're, from, they're from Melksham and, and Wurton and they always said they were from Bath. Yeah, same I know. I, I think it is. I think it's yeah. for a lot of people, it's where they get recognised from. But if anybody ever asks me, I never say Bath. I always say, you know, Trowbridge. And Trowbridge. they go, where's that? And you go, near Stonehenge. <laughs> yeah, so close enough. It's close enough. It'll actually, do. <laughs> so, actually, going back to the point you just made then about um, young people and being a bit, you know, wet between the ears or behind the ears and that. I, something I keep saying is that when I first started doing music in 2004, and you compare the new bands from then to the new bands we're getting now, have you noticed a stark improvement of the quality or the almost finished product of a band when they start playing live? I would certainly say that now there's an awful lot more proficiency that seems to be evident, and coaching skills seem to be better. Or maybe it's just that the the internet and kids actually listen to what they're being told by these, um, you know, sort of people online that give you guitar tuition and drum tuition. And I, um, uh, personally, I would say access to technology has really driven people's interest and ability to sort of c- continue to get better, like home recording studios, uh, etc. Yeah. You no longer need this big ass rig that does extra stuff. You just need an interface and a computer and you can create all of these sounds and all the rest of it. Yeah, you can, you can but I still think you need to have a, a reasonable degree of of musical proficiency to be even able to make those work properly. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, you, you definitely do. You definitely do. So, uh, so I, I visited you recently at Crest Studios yeah. just to see, you know, we, we were talking about what's happening in Trowbridge and, you know, where we're all going after lockdown and all that stuff. It, it's reasonably very nicely presented, very nicely decorated. You've got some leather, leather sofas in, in one side. It's actually almost set up to do lovely little intimate like live streams or really intimate shows, uh, like, almost like sofa sounds, that sort of thing. Yes, yes, very much so. And I'm, I'm, I'd love to start doing that. So if Sheer Music want to do some live streaming from there, then, you know, let's, let's talk, let's do it. I, um, I have a feeling when the, when the Trowbridge kicks off again, it, you know, the kick-out time, it's all going to be, let's all go back to crests and just carry on the party. <laughs> Yeah, provided we're all socially distanced and cannot mix with more than six. You know, I, I, I'd look forward to those days. But no, definitely, I, I really would like to see it develop in that way. And I don't think doing live music there is totally a weird idea to do. Because I've, I've, I've got lots of bands who I think could put 30 people in a room. 
Oh, easy. Um, I think it's a lovely space. Let's face it, that's probably the capacity I have. Well, I wanted to to come to, I've I've introduced you as the lead into the interview. I said that you've got one really, 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 really amazing claim to fame among many wonderful things you achieved, but you used to run a venue called the Psychic Pig. I did. That's going to be very famous for a lot of people listening to this who who have lived in the area for for 20 years or whatever. They'll know the Psychic Pig. Um, Tell us what the one huge, amazing thing that you achieved running the Psychic Pig. I guess it has to be Radiohead, doesn't it? It does. (laughs) Yeah. Radiohead were booked for their very first show as Radiohead at the Psychic Pig in Trowbridge, supporting a band called Catherine Wheel. And in my diary notes from that day, I've got, Catherine Wheel, headline, and then underneath, crossed out the verve, and then written underneath, Radiohead. So, <laughs> yeah. What, so what, year, what year was this? What year was this? 1990? It was March the 10th, oh. 1992. Wow. That obviously but, is an amazing thing. You, they, they did their first gig as Radiohead in Trowbridge. What a claim. There's no blue plaque, which annoys me to this day. Tim, we're going to get one, mate. We're going to get one put on the side of that building. We definitely are. Yeah. Don't you Even worry. Even if we have to make it ourselves. Ourselves, we're going to do it. No, we will. I, you know what? That's, that is actually what you've said there. It's really a significant part of Trowbridge's history. And I think we should be celebrating it. So I think you're actually right. We'll work on that, mate. Okay. <laughs> we'll get the chamber in action. Yeah, damn right. But um, if, if, we, if we want to be serious about music in Trowbridge, which we do, that's a, what a great way to start. And it, obviously, it was a significant venue as well in its own right. You know, um, you weren't just dealing with small bands. You had bands like Cranberries play, you know, yeah. well into their fame years. So, you know, it was a significant venue. Oh, yeah, it was. And, you know, it, it was the, the spawning ground also for an awful lot of, of local bands as well who came through playing the pig and went from there to, to nowhere. <laughs> Tell me, did you have Jesus Jones play for you? Because they were a Bradford band, weren't they? Yeah, and I knew Mike Edwards from years ago when I was sparring band of his from, oh, okay. from Trowbridge. I, I always tried to get Mike to play, and Mike never did play for the Psychic Pig in Trowbridge. He did do a gig for me when I was at um, University of Bath, but not while I was <laughs> at the Pig. I stopped doing the Pig in '95 when I became the um, venue manager over at uh, the University of Bath. In '95. Yeah, and I said, how long were you there? I I was there for six years, so I was entertainment manager. I went to loads of gigs there, and I specifically remember going to watch the Warm Jets at Bath Uni before I was 18. I was like underage, and that, you know, you get a ticket, your parent buys you. I remember that gig. And Zoe Ball was there because she was dating the front man of the band. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) And now she's the, the highest paid female at the BBC. Is she really? There you go. Yeah, apparently so. There you go. Well, it's just crazy times, crazy times. Yeah. One of the questions we've been asking most of our guests who come on is just um, how are you doing given the year we've, we've had and, and how do you feel that the next few months are going to pan out for you in the business? I must admit, John, I think that this has been a very difficult year for everybody, particularly for the, for the music scene. I come at it from a three-pronged fork because not only am I running the studio... I also, um, I'm the manager at the Assembly Hall in Melksham. So we've been closed since March and with little likelihood of anything happening soon. And also I'm in Train to Scarville. So we've not had a gig since March either. And we've already knocked the rest of the year on the head. 
so it's it's been a particularly difficult year for us all round, really. But I'm optimistic. You know, I think that musicians and the music industry is is very very flexible, has always had the ability to change and mutate into other things, and I think we'll find a way around it. And maybe coming out of it, we will have sorted out a lot of the wheat from the chaff, and we'll be a much stronger uh, unit anyway. So we'll be able to strive forward. So. I don't think this is going away. I think it's something that we're just going to have to get more acclimatised to cope with, certainly as more of the, the herd immunity comes in and maybe some sort of vaccination that at least nullifies the effects of it a little bit. I think we'll all be a lot better. And, hopefully and, and a, a sort of uh, keeping some social distancing in place for, for a while to sort of um, ease that yeah, in? Yeah, I, I think that social distancing now is something that we're going to have ingrained on us for the next two or three years. But that doesn't mean to say that I don't think that we can't get back to some kind of getting together and enjoying joint experiences of things. Well, we need to wrap this one up now, Tim. So I know you've yes. a track for us to play. What, what have you chosen? Yeah, I've, I've chosen a song from a band that were probably the most popular and certainly one of the best most live entertaining bands that we ever had at the psychic pig so this is uh, from knucklehead and it's called go go rockers Go, go, rockers, make it fast. Go, go, rockers, come to the last. Go, 
that was uh, Knucklehead with a track called Go Go Rockers. They were a Bath-based sort of scutter punk band. Big, big, big back in the day. It's lovely, actually, to get a, a song suggestion by something that I didn't know at all before. Also, that hark back to an earlier year, way before Zoom and the internet and time. I've got a soft spot for scar punk. Because when I met my wife and she was at Salisbury College, there was a lot of ska punk bands in Salisbury. And we went to a lot of ska punk gigs. I have got a soft spot for ska punk, even though it's not a particularly original genre. You can never fail to have fun listening to ska punk. It's just a fact. This is a true story. I once got told by Rob, who runs the Winchester Gate in Salisbury. He once said to me, he said, Kieran, there isn't a single song in this world that you cannot improve by playing it at twice the speed. So there you go. Slap a trumpet on it or a saxophone, play it t- double time, you're on a winner. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, do you have morning music news for us, John? Music news, yeah, well, there's, there's been quite a lot of um, debate going on in the last week with recent government announcements for the replacement for the furlough scheme. The government has pretty much said that uh, musicians and people who run venues and people who run nightclubs, it's not viable to sustain them indefinitely in in those careers so they're kind of actively encouraging people to move into temporary jobs or or change careers now from before i let you go off on on what will be an amazing rant kieran the impartial view would be that there there is sense in the government saying that because they don't want to put good money after bad and, and constantly putting money into a pot for people to be claiming when when there's no short term vision for their job becoming uh, sustainable again so, so you can see it from that side, but I know you're going to have a completely the, biased the view industry, the other way. <laughs> the music industry was a four billion pound industry prior to lockdown. Uh, you're telling me that it's not viable. Is a, it's, it, the government telling us it's not viable is a complete load of codswallop. It's a very, very viable industry. They just have to allow san- you know, restrictions to be in place and enable them to be viable. The, the, uh, the, the 10 o'clock closing thing, what are they doing? You shut at 10. Great. So what does it, it does a couple of things. It means people leave earlier. They leave all at the same time. How do you socially distance if you all leave at the same time? Not only that, reports on the street say people go stand in the nearest Chico land and they have a party in there. 30 people in a takeaway. Hello? It's just, the government have just said it's your fault. It's your fault. You can't socially distance. You can't behave. You know what? People want to enjoy themselves they want to go out okay fine there are things you can do to make it viable and safe and frankly they haven't done enough and this is a complete slap in the face they are purposefully it feels personal now they are purposefully trying to butcher the industry there are ways of doing this and staying safe yes it requires people to be sensible but we can be sensible if you look at the first three or four months of lockdown everyone was well behaved only when pete tong when the government started pressing about with castles and eye tests and people lost respect mm. oh, that was everything that i imagined it was going to be thank you kieran <laughs> it's going to take years to recover from this and that's before brexit we're not even getting into brexit but even before that happens i think we are on a very long far away from recovering anything from this I, I'm, it's really sad i'm going to do play my part i'm going to play my part and i'm going to help us get back to doing music safely enjoyably um and we're going to have a great wonderful time but it's not what it should have been or could have been and i you know that is gutting we are going to wrap up this show for a, another week uh, if anybody does want to get in touch with us or send us uh, links for their 
latest tracks. The email address is sheerisolation at gmail.com, which uh, I know Kieran loves to get emails through because that normally means there's some new music for him to listen to and that's what he likes to do of an evening. So keep him busy. I do like to do that. Keep me busy. Keep sending me stuff. <laughs> Don't forget, you can find us uh, on the various streaming sites, on local radio stations and on YouTube. Excellent. Right, anyway, Kieran, I'm, I'm going right. to say goodbye now. So uh, All right, mate. enjoy the rest of your lunch. I'm not sure you call it lunch at this time of day, but yeah, enjoy your soup. What's oh, my tea? It's my tea. It's your tea, I suppose, yeah. Mm. Speak to you next week. Bye. <laughs>